0: recording this as I'm headed to work. Um, I was going to record yesterday, but I I worked 13 hours yesterday, uh, which is a long time to pump concrete. Uh, yeah, I worked 13 hours yesterday and then I had to go straight from work and pick up my son and go home and then I was so tired Um, I was ready to go to sleep as soon as I walked through the door but I had to eat dinner and get ready for today and all that so I didn't go to sleep Um, but anyway I'm headed to work now and I was thinking about um, like one of the reasons that I took this job, um, was because, like, I feel weak physically and mentally. And so part of why I wanted this job, or was attracted to this job, was, um, just to toughen up and I was thinking about that yesterday as I was getting home um just about um, do things toughen us up like going through difficult situations um how does that work like I know physically what happens with our muscles the way we get stronger is little microscopic tears are made in the muscle when you work it to its capacity and then the little tears grow scar tissue um and then Your muscles grow and now you have more muscle fiber to contract when um lifting a weight and now you're stronger and with your like uh my hands are all sore from the uh just from the chemical burn of the concrete and the uh mud and sand and stuff that's constantly being rubbed into my hands from the hose and so I'm pretty sure with with our skin too with scars and calluses and stuff um, it's a similar thing where the skin is somehow damaged and then it repairs itself and there's scar tissue and that's what makes calluses and stuff um but i was thinking about the like the mental side of things how did how does that work does it work is it like i mean it seems to be this way that going through difficult uh situations make you stronger and it seems that way because people who go through really difficult things are stronger. Like um, military going through boot camp, seems like people anybody who has been in the military uh, they seem to have a kind of mental toughness um, from just from doing boot camp um, and people who go through things like cancer or um, extreme poverty or um, like a bad car accident or any, any of these things that are really really difficult it seems like they come out stronger so I was just wondering how does that work like where what takes place um, like is it some is there something that happens in the brain does your brain somehow become rewired or like where does the where does the toughening take place um you know scar tissue builds in the muscles uh to make them stronger where does the whatever change is happening to make someone stronger where is it happening and, and what is going on to make them stronger um and I was also wondering about this job and and just thinking about this yesterday. um, Like, I really hope that this job does not break me. Um, Because pretty much all day, I just feel like an idiot (laughs) because I'm just constantly being yelled at by this guy um yell that to the well yell that that I'm doing things wrong um yelling yell that that uh that, that whatever I am doing that I'm not doing it fast enough um or yell that that I that I uh, should know what to do um so yeah I spend I spend all day just feeling like an idiot, which I think is the hardest part. the actual the actual physical labor um, it is really really hard but um, it's not that difficult and it's not the same it's not the same kind of thing and I wonder, what that is too? Why is it that, like, how is it that um, things can be difficult on a non-physical level, and why are they so much more difficult, at least to me? Like, I can do physical difficult uh, physical things, um, like carrying super heavy. Concrete hose and um, even like fighting and stuff, like uh, going and trading at a fighting gym is very physically demanding, um, and you're you're getting beat up and injured sometimes, and just straining really hard. But it's not as hard as like it would be. I would much rather get into a physical fight than have to go knock on someone's door and try to sell them something. And I know because I've, I've gone to people's doors and tried to uh, sell them something um, or just tried to do sales in general. And it is the most difficult thing for me. And I feel more, more nervous and just, uh, I don't, it's kind of like, just like this anxious fear and dread, um, trying to, trying to sell, sell somebody something at their door. Um, but, and I've been in physical fights too. And it's the same, before the fight happens, it's the same kind of dread. Um, but I feel like it's way uh, worse, this, this mental, um, like the mental challenge of Anyway, the the mental um, side of things seems to be much more difficult than the physical side of things. At least for me. And maybe other people aren't that way. Um, But I'm just curious about that. I'm curious about... How does it work? How does toughening of character work? And, um, I guess what are the, like, what is the key? Do you just, do you just keep putting yourself in difficult situations and eventually you get better at it or, um, how does it work? How do, how do people become more mentally tough? Um, I don't know, I don't know if it I don't know if it comes from just going through it, just doing really difficult things. I guess like the important question for me or thing to know is like <clears throat> on the physical side of things there are, like, the body is a physical thing and it works in a very specific way. It is, since it's a physical thing and it's uh, made of matter, it is subject to all of the laws of physics and all of the laws that govern matter and it's made out of chemicals so um, there's just this way that the body works that if you do these things then you'll have these results and like with uh, working out and building muscle there's a wrong way to do it like if you overwork yourself when you're working out you'll tear your muscles more than you want to more than is good for building muscle so then you're just doing damage to the muscle and not only that if you do it in the wrong frequency so if you don't give your muscles time to heal. If you work your muscles out every single day, um, they won't have a chance to repair and rebuild. So you won't build up the scar tissue. You'll just keep tearing and keep tearing, um, which again, just does damage to the muscle. So I just wonder about the, um, the same thing, on the mental side um, the other the other thought that I had about this was was um, so there's the um, there's the Tough things like to, to toughen up the mind um, just like the workout tears the muscles but then there's the the other side of that which is the uh, like the rest in between workouts is when you build muscle and eating putting things in your body that it can use to build the muscle is what builds the muscle. They say that gains are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. Like you have to eat enough food and the kind of food that your body can use in order to make muscle. Um, So, along those... Um, or just in thinking about that on the mental side, um, the recovery type things like, um, meditation, um, like meditation is. A very uh, well it can be difficult as well it can sometimes feel like a fight with all of the negative thoughts and emotions or challenging thoughts and emotions um, it can feel like a fight of trying to focus focus the mind on the breath or if you're doing like a vedic meditation focusing on the mantra um, or even a guided meditation, just focusing on whatever the person is talking about. So it can feel like a workout or a challenge, but it is a restorative thing where you are just sitting there um, and Kind of not doing anything, sort of like resting for you know going to sleep so that your body can heal itself. Um, and there's something kind of counterintuitive to that. Like I think that I think that like monks, like Buddhist monks who meditate all the time, they like science is showing that they have the healthiest brains that when they do brain scans of monks um... their brains are just in really good shape and and you can see it too like monks are pretty they're generally pretty happy I think they're they can also be thought of as being like very serious and like very disciplined and stuff, living this very like kind of rigid kind of a lifestyle, um, but. Yeah, monks are they seem to be very happy. They seem to um, be able to like understand life on a deeper level. Um, And they do a lot of meditation. Um, They do a lot of other stuff too. Um, monks, monks have always been very interesting to me. Um, a lot of times, I feel like maybe I could have been a monk. Uh, meaning that, like it, it seems like something I might enjoy, or um, I don't know. Just I've, I've just kind of been drawn, always kind of drawn to it. I've always been just kind of fascinated by monks which seemed like kind of an unfascinating thing because when I think about monks I think about them meditating which is boring <laughs> to think about someone meditating or doing stuff like taking care of the monastery which is a lot of what they do and it takes so much of their time um, and I hate cleaning and stuff I hate um like I said before I hate routines because it it makes life seem boring and repetitive and monotonous but actually when I like my morning routine it helps me have something to look forward to It gives me something to look forward to and it helps me, uh, like I don't have to think about what I'm going to do because I already have a routine of, of what I'm going to do planned out. And it's really, it's not boring. It doesn't feel like I think it will make me feel like, oh, I'm just going through the motions, but I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm, I'm doing this thing, and I'm getting better at it. Um, so, it's so weird how, at least my brain works. It's like these things that I, that I don't think that I like, um, or that I don't, that I'm not, uh, I don't know, like going to the gym. Like, I think, I don't really like going to the gym. It's pretty boring, Um, it's whatever it is, all these things I don't like about it. And then I go to the gym, and I always feel better after going to the gym. And even if sometimes it is boring, uh, I still always feel better after doing it. Um, my brain just works in weird ways that I don't understand but I am um coming up on the end of my time here this morning to record um before I need to get ready for work um so yeah I still don't know how to be in begin and end podcasts um And it's it's still mostly, for the most part, me talking to myself in my car while holding my phone. All right, so I'm recording this after work. Um, I think I'm just gonna try to record on my way to work and after work just because it's kind of a convenient time for me, since I go to work every day, for the most part, Um, and yeah, so it just kind of works out well. Uh, Most of this is going to be a response episode, Um, but I also just wrote down notes throughout the day of just uh, sort of random thoughts, although... I don't really like the word random. Anyway, I'm also recording this, like I said, recording this while driving, and it is illegal to uh, talk on the phone whilst holding the phone in your hand in uh, California. So if I see a cop, I might just have to drop the phone. Um, And hopefully I see them before they see me. Um, okay, so this podcast is sponsored by, actually it's not sponsored by anybody, but uh, I wish it was. Um, I thought about maybe getting a, I eat this star tuna in pouches uh, because it's a lot of protein for a dollar and uh, fish is good for your brain because it has the omega-3s and I'm trying to take better care of my brain um because it's where all the important stuff happens uh, like consciousness um which um yeah I don't have any sponsors but um it'd be cool to get some um, but it's fun to pretend so my podcast may be sponsored by uh some, some, uh, well, you'll see. Um, okay. So the, um, the first note from, uh, your podcast that I listened to. And if you're listening to this, you're probably my brother because I'm pretty sure that you're the only one who listens to this. Um, anyway uh, the first note that I took from your episode was uh, pinjolette on you made it weird and I think actually I was just making a note for myself to remember to listen to that later because you said to listen to it and I like pinjolette a lot too he um, he's an interesting thinker uh, he has a podcast as well and it's really good um, but yeah I love him he is he's great. And I just realized that I called him Pint, which is like a douchebaggy thing to do um, because then it makes it sound like they're your buddy or you know them or something. Um, but he's not my buddy. I don't know him. But I do like him a lot. Um, let's see. I put down here, um, don't feel bad. And I think as you were podcasting, you kept apologizing for stuff. Or you did at one point and it made me think, Uh, to write don't feel bad. So don't feel bad. Um, I and I noticed uh, especially yesterday because yesterday was chaos. Um, Yesterday the my trouble seemed so far away. Um, No. Yesterday I'm going to keep saying I'm going to see how many times I can say yesterday in this podcast. But yesterday uh, the it was a crazy day. The there was like just bad like mistakes were being made all over the place by other people they that were affecting us. Um, like the concrete was ordered way too early or something like that, but it starts to harden after ninety minutes and it and it was in the truck yesterday for four hours. So that's a lot longer. That it should be in there, and it started to uh, harden up inside the pump. And if that happens, that's like an eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's an eighty thousand dollars mistake. So, um, it was really stressful. And um, get the reason I brought this up was because I was on the end of the hose yesterday uh, as we were pumping the concrete. So, I was pouring the concrete for the concrete finishers and they're telling me like where they want the concrete and it was, we were pouring in a very confined space it was like six feet wide with cinder block walls on either side um, so there just was not a lot of room for all these people to stand it was like with, with all of them and me it was like five or six people in a little area that was like like i said six feet wide by maybe like 10 feet at a time so um, yeah we're all crammed in there and stepping on top of each other and everything and i kept i kept saying oh sorry 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 as i was bumping into people and splashing concrete on the wall and all kinds of stuff um and they were like laughing at me um so i think it, i think one of them even said like uh you know don't say sorry or something um so yeah and I think I had another thing that I wrote down that maybe it'll come up later um but I think I did write another note so I'll, I'll leave that alone for now um the next thing was I just wrote down in Paris about everything uh, and for whatever reason you must have been talking about something that made me think of, the fact that I'm just embarrassed about about everything, uh, I just am. I don't know. I don't know what else I had to say about that. Um, anyway, your question about when I believed in God and like if God was a thing that existed and then it no longer exists to me. Not. I'm not sure. I understood the question. So you might have to ask it in another way or something. But from what I from what I understand, you are asking is is it like something that existed to me and then now it doesn't exist? I'm not sure, but um, I will try to. I think it can be kind of easy to be long-winded about stuff like this, so I'll try not to be... I'm really trying not to be long-winded in general. I'm trying to stop uh, beating dead horses, as I'm doing right now. Um, so, anyway, and trying to answer the question. Um, okay, so as, as best as I understand the question you're asking, I'll try to give some kind of um, coherent, cohesive... Uh, Answer, I guess. So now I'm trying to think of your question. What it was was God something that existed to me, and then it didn't anymore when I didn't believe. Um, okay, forgive me if I'm not understanding your question correctly. Like I said, we probably just have to ask it again. But uh, I guess the way that I can describe it is is well okay it was a a long drawn out slow progression um, that happened over I would say I would say it probably like really started around 18 um, and then and then I was a Christian until I was 23. So, that's five years, I guess. And, um, like, at the, at the end of it, like, um, I guess I, I guess I can kind of have to give some backstory that maybe you even know, um, but, so... I I had um, like many encounters or experiences with people who either asked questions or or believed. So people, some of them were believers, and some of them were not. Um, but they just had either different different beliefs as believers about God, or as non-believers, they had. Questions about God um, that I had never thought of, or haven't hadn't thought of in the way that they had. Um, so, as I went through all these questions, I would like think about God in different ways. Um, so, to give like a a concrete example, and I thought about. Like calling my podcast something, or either mine or the one that we're doing together or whatever we're doing. Uh, something like concrete ideas, since we both work in concrete. Um, but anyway, it's besides the point. So to give a concrete example, um, so I, as you know, raised in the Church of Christ, the only church that is going to heaven, of course why would you want to be in any other church? Um, yeah, raised in the Church of Christ. And and then uh, I met Calvinists, which I didn't even know Calvinists existed, because I heard about John Calvin in history class, but I thought that was like, that, that happened back then, and there were people that followed John Calvin, and then people wised up. Um, but no, there are still people who... Uh, are Calvinists, but when I met these Calvinists, um, they talked to me about. Oh, they called me some like something like an Armenian or something. Uh, it was a term that I had not heard before. They asked me if I was an Armenian or if I was a Calvinist, and uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know what the Armenian, or I don't even know if that's the right. If that's the right word, but I didn't know what that was. And I didn't know that Calvinists existed. So I was like, no, I'm not a Calvinist. Um, and they were, uh, which I didn't know. So when they, um, informed me on like the Calvinist doctrine or belief or whatever it is, um, it was, uh, all on like the nature of how people are saved and the nature of God, um, But they have the TULIP system, which is an acronym for, um, these five points of, of belief, like these pillars of their belief system. It's something like total, total depravity, um, unmerited, I, I doubt I'll remember any of, any more of the, any of these, um, unwarranted or un, un something favor i don't know i think it I, okay so the total depravity means that man is totally depraved and cannot do anything uh to affect his eternal fate uh it's nothing he can do so that's total depravity the, the u is un something i think it's uh has something to do with like if God picks you to save, there's nothing that you can do to, to stop it. It's going to happen. He, he has already made it happen. So there's nothing you can do. If he if he chooses you, Pikachu, then you're getting saved. Um, the L limited atonement. So that that is like a, there's a limited amount of. So like Jesus blood saves you, and there's like, there's like a limited amount, or something, um, but there, somehow atonement is limited, it's either limited to like a specific number of people, and once that is reached, that's it, nobody else, or it means that, um, uh, not exactly sure anymore, it's been so long since I even thought about this stuff. But, limited atonement, somehow atonement is limited, and uh, it's important for the five points. That the I is, what is the I? Um, It's another, I don't know, I'll have to look this up again. And then the P of tulip is uh, pre, pre, the P has to do with, the pre, ah oh, man, I cannot, I cannot think of what the P stands for either. Hmm, I don't know. I think it might be like predetermination or something that that everybody uh, who is saved is like either going to be saved, bef- they're going to be saved like before they're born, like they're like it's definite, like. Uh, like it says, um, there's a verse that says, before Jacob or Esau was born, God uh, chose Jacob and hated Esau or something. And there's, I think there's some other verses along those lines. They basically, they they believe means that um, before you're even born, you're predestined uh, to be saved. So, anyway, talked way longer th- about that than I intended to um so, anyway that was the that was like one of the um first things uh that got me like just thinking about the nature of God because the uh the kind of God that that the Calvinists worship seems um seems kind of just capricious and and kind of arbitrary and not just like it doesn't seem very uh just that what somebody does has no effect on whether they're saved or not um so yeah it just it made me really think about the nature of god um and all that so when i went through that my my conception of like what and who god is um really like uh it really changed like uh you just or i i just thought about god and you know i just imagined like okay is it this um being that that just decided before anybody was born okay you're on the good team you're on the bad team and go play and then i You know, like the good team's going to win and the bad team's going to lose and you don't get to choose which side you're on. Um, So yeah, I had, I just had several experiences like that. And so my, my understanding or conception of God um, changed and changed and changed and changed and changed. Um, So when you're asking, is it something that existed and then didn't exist anymore? um i think i understand the question but it's a it's a difficult question to answer because like i said it's something that happened over a long period of time i guess kind of like the bible too like when i was a kid i would hear people say in the original language and they would say like greek or hebrew or aramaic i didn't know what they meant by the original language I just heard this, this phrase all the time in the original language or in the Greek. And I didn't understand, like, are those just like the original languages, like the first languages that ever existed or what? Um, and that's just how, like, I guess, dumb and naive I was. But the Bible was written in Hebrew and it was written in Greek. Um, and there's some Aramaic in there, too. But I guess it just didn't really occur to me as a kid that the Bible wasn't written in English. Um, so, so when I learned that, um, it, it changed. Like it changed my understanding of what the Bible is. Um, so as my, as my understanding or conception of what God is, uh, changed and changed and changed, um, was it something that existed to me and then didn't exist anymore? Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around the question. So, yeah, sorry if I, I can't um, give you a better answer than that right now because I just feel like I'm so, like, uh, I just not quite understanding the question yet. Um, so maybe ask it again. And uh, I'll try it again. Okay. Sorry I took so long on those points. I still have, um, like, more than 10 points from uh, my notes uh, that I took on your last um, podcast. So, and I need to go pick up my son soon. And I wanted to um, get some work done on these videos before I go to pick him up. So I'm going to head into the library now and do that. And then, um, probably tomorrow morning, I will get back to, um, the notes that I made. And I am working on an outro. Uh, I don't know that I want to say like the same catchphrase at the end, every time. Um, sometimes that's cool. Sometimes it's kind of weird and, and corny i don't know um but i do oh i see i remembered something because i wrote it down so i'm gonna uh let's see i remember that i told you i liked like funny stories at the end of the uh, of your episodes so i like I, I while i was at work while we were driving to the job site and stuff uh i made a note to uh to remember my funny stories to tell at the end so here it is um, okay so and I don't even know that this is really funny but you know this is the end of the podcast we we'll just see how it goes and uh, if it sucks I'll fix it fix it next time so um, all right so the the guy that I've been working with um, he has uh, some music on his phone that uh, he plays when there's nothing on the radio And, um, oh, this is the thing about telling a funny story. You have to figure out like what information you give first and what part that you save for the very end that makes it like a funny or interesting story. So I'm probably going to butcher, uh, this whole thing right now. So it'll probably just be a story and it won't be funny, but you know, what can I do? So anyway, he has music on his phone and, um, and some of the, some of the songs are, um, they're Metallica songs. And so, man, I'm like having to decide right now in my mind, like what, what information do I reveal to keep the, the story, um, like which, which bit do you leave out to the end? It's way harder to do than it seems. Anyway, so um, there is a tribute band. Okay, Metallica is like really, um, like when it comes to their content distribution and stuff, they, they, um, are really controlling and they don't like their music just everywhere. So it can be hard to find their music on certain platforms. Like, I think it's on iTunes, maybe, but, um, I don't think they like their stuff on YouTube uh, they're kind of like um, prints like that um, and uh, some other like tools like that as well but anyway it, it's hard to find Metallica stuff um, and there is a there's a tribute band uh, to to Metallica called damage Inc which was Metallica's first album, I believe. I'm not like a huge Metallica fan. But, uh, so yeah. There's a tribute band called Damaged Inc. that's named after Metallica's first album. So, as we're driving around listening to it, I thought, because it was Damaged Inc., I thought that the guy that I'm working with was a Damaged Inc. fan, because they're from L.A., and they play in San Diego, and um, and yeah, I I just thought like, oh, that's interesting that this guy is like into a tribute band like, that's pretty uncommon. So I tried to like make a comment about it. Um, I don't know, just kind of like small talk type thing or whatever. Dang it, I said or whatever. Um, but just, just as a small talk thing, and I said, um, I said, man, it's it's crazy how much this guy sounds like the actual singer. And he was like this is the actual singer so he didn't know that it was a tribute band so i like had to debate in my head back and forth real quick if i should let this guy know that this is a tribute uh to metallica and not actually metallica Um, because I was afraid that I was going to ruin these songs for him because the whole time he thought he was actually listening to Metallica and it was a tribute to Metallica. Um, so... (laughs) Uh, that's how bad I am at telling stories. So, if you don't like it, um, sorry. All right. Um... So the sound quality isn't gonna be as good on this one because I'm using my uh, earbuds, the mic on my earbuds. But uh, I gotta, I have some laundry to do. So, um, and my son is watching a little TV because he um, he played all day today and uh, he's pretty tired. So i I'd just be kind of the best option for now, uh, but yeah, I have time to record this, and I'm really getting like backed up a lot on my, uh, my podcast bullet points and stuff, so yeah, I want to um, get a bunch of them out of the way so that I'm not so backed up. Um, which speaking of notes, let me pull them up real quick. And most of this is going to be a continuation of the response, um, episode. Um, here they are. All right. So, okay. Hmm. Sorry, I don't I'm trying to figure out um which of these are response notes and then which ones were just kind of throughout the day um So oh, you were talking about a uh, pendulet and this is just kind of like a funny thought that I have whenever I think about magicians um, But uh, I kind of already gave away the uh, answer. But you know who doesn't believe in magic is magicians. I just think that's weird that people that we call magicians don't believe in magic um, because they know how the uh, illusions work. Anyway, that's just kind of like a a dumb observation that I have. Um, And some of these. These notes I'm just going to have, kind of having to skip over because I don't quite remember what I was thinking at the time. Um, Yeah, a lot of these I feel like are really, like, they're not directly related to what you were saying, but they're kind of like a few degrees off some thought that I had. So I guess I'll just try to do something with it. but what I wrote was, it's okay to live your life. I don't know why, exactly why I wrote that. It seems like such a silly thing to say. But I think it had something to do with. Um, I think you kept apologizing for stuff in your last episode. And I've heard you say this to me um, like, quit apologizing for, for stuff. And uh, you mentioned Todd Glass one time he's always telling telling people to like slow down, take it easy. Um so something in your last episode must have made me think of that. Um but also something that I think about a lot is like well several things. Like one of the biggest things that I want for my son is to feel comfortable in his own skin and feel like he is that he uh, like understands who he is and feels comfortable with who he is and just feels feels comfortable in his own skin and like feels like his own person, um. Because, like I, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. I, I. I don't want to say I never have because there. I'm sure there have been times in my life where. I did feel comfortable in my own skin, but, um, and I don't know, I don't know what it is exactly that causes it. Um, I think maybe it has a lot to do with, um, my upbringing and stuff, but, um, yeah, I notice people who do feel comfortable on their own skin. Okay. I have no idea when the last segment ended. So I may have talked on forever about something. Um and it didn't get recorded, which means that I just skipped over a bunch of stuff. But that's okay. I'm just gonna keep going. Um Okay, you said something about oh, once a day. I think you said um like when you're you're explaining bullet journaling and stuff, you were saying um you know, write everything down throughout the day, and then, and then once a day at some point in the day, write down or look at everything that you wrote down, and either decide what it means or do something with it, and uh, that was the way to, um, to make the whole process not be cumbersome, or get get out of control, I guess, and, uh, let's see, there was something else about once a day, I, mm, I don't know, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had something else to say about that, but maybe, maybe it'll come back to me later, uh, let's see, Getting things done. Yeah, I guess I need to get better at taking notes because I uh, I try to keep them consi- concise so I'm not like writing all these super long notes. But then, um, like I just wrote down, getting things done. I know that you talked about it, but I don't remember what... Uh, if I had a question about it, I think I had a question about it. Uh, maybe just what it is. So maybe... Maybe you can make an episode or a, a YouTube video just explaining getting things done. Um, oh, okay, this one I sort of remember what it was related to. I wrote down a uh, distraction and discipline. And I remember you were saying, you were talking about um, using your phone. Because I was asking about, is there an electronic version of bullet journaling? And you were talking about... Um, using your phone to keep track of a lot of stuff. But then uh, how that even becomes cumbersome because you go into your phone to make a note of something um, and then by the time you unlock it and everything, you like forget what you were doing or something else pops up on the screen. And um, I do that all the time too. And that's one of my... like. My fear is about technology, because we we do export so much of what go what our brain usually does to the computer uh, in the form of the phone. Um, but yeah, we have reminders for everything. We have uh, things saved on our phones. We don't have to remember numbers anymore. So um, yeah, that kind of Worries me that 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 those parts of the brain that are responsible for that, just like memory and all all those things, I'm afraid that they will like atrophy. Um, so that's another difficult thing to parse out. Like I was talking about, uh, I think I was talking about this morning um, about like workout and recovery and like. Uh, Activities and and things that that challenge and cause growth, and then things that are are just damaging. Um, yeah. I wonder if technology is causing those mental capacities to atrophy as we use use technology as heavily as we do, and like what we can do about it. Because I know like. Uh, like, our attention spans, like, across the board of people who are, are using technology, our attention spans are just getting obliterated. Um, like, our attention span, I guess they say, um, like, when you're watching a TV show or a movie, that they, if they don't, if the camera angle or something doesn't change, Every seven seconds. Um, some things... So, I, I worry about that a lot. And then... Um, a lot of... So, a lot of the things that I that I do that I think kind of help to combat that or work against that. Meditation, for sure, I think. I think meditation um, totally um, helps to fix that or reverse that problem, whatever damage is going on, going on or uh, being done to our attention span by technology. I think meditation reverses that. I think that's why it's becoming so um, popular. And so many people are talking about meditation is because there's such a great need um, to, we have such a deficit. And I mean, just like, everybody has attention deficit now. Um, And I think that meditation really helps to correct that. Um, It's kind of like taking care of the mental, like the posture of your mind. Um, And also, I think that uh, drumming specifically, probably playing any instrument helps, but I... um, since, I, since the instrument I play is the drums, um, I think the drums help with it a lot. And especially um, playing things that require four-way coordination and playing polyrhythms. Um, things where you're having to think about and focus on multiple... Uh, Multiple parts all at once. Um, I think that helps to improve focus and attention, um, because you you really it really takes all of your focus and attention to you know play all four parts at the same time. And then when you're playing with other musicians as well, now there's an even there's an even deeper level of focus and concentration because now you have to listen to the people you're playing with, which can be three other people, four other people, five other people. Um, but the more there is to listen to, the more challenging it becomes and you, um, so you have to focus on what they're playing. You also have to, um, or you have to listen to what they're playing and you have to Focus on what you're playing, and then if you play with a metronome, um, which I do because I feel like I'm pretty much worthless without a metronome, um, you have to focus on the metronome and keep everybody playing along to the metronome, even though they can't hear it. So it kind of becomes like, uh, I don't know, almost like being pulled by a pack of sled dogs and like keeping all of them at the same pace or something along those lines um so yeah playing drums is is really really good for that Um, let's see i'm sure there's other things um but those two are huge let's see oh so I, I talked about, you know, how how often it is that I remember that I won't remember something, so I need to write it down. Um and then you were talking about it in your last episode and then I I thought about like getting a you won't remember tattoo. Um and then it reminded me of of Memento, which I still have not seen all the way through. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking like how, how funny and practical it would be to get some kind of tattoo to remind me that I won't remember. So I need to write it down. Um, that was just kind of funny to me. Um, I wrote down a funny story at the end. I don't know if, oh, you did tell a funny story at the end. Um and I think it was about either throwing away or pretending to throw. No, it was about um the the stage that you built. Um I don't know what I had to say about it. I just wrote down funny story at the end. Uh let's see. Okay, so like I said, I think some of these might have just been sort of uh, random thoughts that I had throughout the day, but they still look like like I can tell that some of these still have to do with your podcast. So. I'll just keep going through them. Um, okay, so I listened to your podcast this morning um, as I was driving to the job site because uh, I saw that like you posted something and I like listened to to it immediately. Um this morning and so I listened to it on the way to the job site uh in my headphones and the guy that I'm working with um was in the truck, but it was it was weird because he was he was just kind of sitting there not talking, uh listening to music and I was listening to your your podcast and so it was like it just kind of dawned on me that we're having this conversation in our heads through space because when i'm recording my podcast it's pretty much just like whatever thoughts are running through my head and then when you record yours um it's pretty much just i mean you're kind of talking to yourself um and then we're we're still both hearing it so it's just kind of a weird concept to me that we're having like this this private converse conversation um, like through space, and we're the only ones who hear it. Well, besides everybody else on the app. Um, okay, and then i I wrote record every day because uh, I look forward so much to uh, listening to whatever you put out, especially in the morning. Um, so, yeah, I would just encourage you to put out. Um, something every day even if um, you don't feel like you have a lot to say um, i still just enjoy a lot of what i enjoy that you talk about is is just kind of um, i don't know just talking about something um, and the practice must be good because it's it's just like more not necessarily being terrible but Just more hours doing it. Um, Okay, I got two more things here. So I, um, okay, this kind of had more to do with just my work day today. Um, But I wrote down technique, method, and strategy. And I was like, today was the first day with the guy that I'm working with that I felt like I'm actually getting it and um i'm like i'm just starting to understand like how to not just like do this do that but uh, actually understanding um like how the how everything has to be done like how the hose has to be moved it has to has to be moved in a very particular way and um it's a lot of like little nuance stuff, but like a majority of everything is understanding uh, technique and having a strategy. Um, and I just noticed like, as I, as I understood more, just, um, I think I've talk talked about this before, but it's like that, uh, that iPix program or, or KidPix or whatever it was, um, that was on Macintoshes back when I was in grade school, and uh, it was this thing where like it started out as I think a gray screen, and then you held down the mouse button and and dragged it over the screen, and like an image would appear. Um, so it's kind of like that with work, and I guess everything like I noticed that um, like in jujitsu as well like you start out you start out uh, in jujitsu um, like understanding that the goal is to like tap the other person out and it's and that's a very simple thing to understand um, but there's a There's like a bigger picture than that. Um, So it's just this constant, like, it's like a bird's eye view and then a microscope and then a bird's eye view and a microscope. Um, But it's just interesting how, how when you're trying to learn something, it's like you're just groping in the dark and then finally you, you like bump into whatever it is and you start to. Kind of like get a feel for its general size and shape and stuff, and then finally it's like you can see the thing, and then it, and then it's in color, and then you can um, move around it and manipulate it, and then you can take it apart and put it back together. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a challenging experience, but it's also really rewarding. I guess that's why we like learning new things. Uh, the last thing I put on here was talk, talk, talk because um, so I'm super introverted. um, quiet, quiet. Um, I don't really say much um, in real life. Uh, obviously, I talk a lot on the podcast because that's what you do on a podcast. But um. I noticed today, so this is like, I guess I'm like recording this because so that hopefully I'll remember this and I've talked about this before. So, um, hopefully it'll, it will work like reminding myself of this from time to time. But anyway, um, just talking, just like with the guy that I'm working with and how difficult it's been so far working with him this morning. Um. I just was just started. Um I'll feed them in just a minute. Okay. Um but they're the same. Um oh yeah, I was asked I just started asking him questions about non-work stuff. And I noticed like I would just ask a question and he would like give a quick answer and I would just kind of like leave it open like he he could kind of say more and by like the second question i noticed like he answered the question and then he kind of paused and then he kind of said more about it and then before i knew it he was just talking and then throughout the day um he he talks to me like pretty much any chance we had um that that uh, like in between trucks um, anytime that we had that we could talk he would talk and explain things to me and it made everything so much better so I'm trying to remember even though I don't really um, like talking that much um, just how much it helps to open up the conversation um, and how beneficial it is just to get other people talking Um i gotta go feed my dogs um and i let's see i'm trying to think if there was a funny story because i didn't i didn't write down i didn't write one down um so i don't know that i have a funny story but um i wanted to get all caught up on my response and then i have other stuff that um, i'm waiting to podcast but um, this is all the time that i have for now so Peace.